What's up, movie lovers? Welcome back to another episode of I Want to Talk About Movies. This past Sunday was Easter Sunday. So for those of you who celebrated, happy Easter. I hope you found all the eggs that the Easter Bunny left for you guys. And that brings me to my first topic in this episode, uh, movies involving the Easter Bunny. There's not a whole lot of movies involving the Easter Bunny, let alone Easter itself. Um, I did pick out two, so I will be talking about those movies. Um, when I was a kid, we celebrated Easter every year, but now that we're all adults, um, we don't really celebrate it at all anymore. So for those of you who didn't celebrate it, what'd you end up doing? I can tell you exactly what I ended up doing. I went to go see a movie. <laughs> I ended up going to see the new Hellboy movie, which is a remake and I'll be talking about that as well. And finally, I'll also be talking about uh, summer movies. Uh, the, in the summertime, that's when a lot of movies come out because everyone's out of school, everyone's on vacation. So that's genuinely that's um generally when uh, movies come out more often during the summertime. So I'll be talking about the movies coming out this summer. And yeah, let's get into it. I'm Bran, and I want to talk about movies. Easter is not a really easy holiday to translate into movies, um, mainly because it's kind of confusing. You know, you have holidays like Christmas that's easy to explain. You have holidays like Halloween that's easy to explain. Um, Easter is not that simple. Um, it has a lot of different ties, which makes it kind of confusing. Um, its main tie is with the Christian world, but it also has ties to the pagan world as well. So Easter begins with the, crucif the crucifixion of Jesus. Um, it falls on the third day when he rose again. And so for the longest time, that's what everyone celebrated. Okay, Jesus came back three days after he after he died and you know that's how they celebrated it sometime in the 18th century uh, german immigrants came to america with rabbits and with their pagan ancestry um, rabbits were kind of a symbol of fertility because rabbits are able to um, get pregnant really easily and very frequently as well so because they immigrated during this time, during the springtime, um, their ideology is kind of clashed. So uh, the German immigrants kind of looked at it like, hey, yeah, this is actually like a really good idea, very interesting, because um, back then religion was kind of forced upon people, whether you're the same religion or not. So they we're kind of thrown into this world of Christianity. And because of that, they put the two together. So that's why these days now we have a rabbit who hides eggs around, <laughs> around the front yard. So essentially that's kind of like a little brief history into why and how we celebrate Easter. So with that history now in our minds, 
uh, let's talk about the movies. Uh, the first movie I found was a movie called Hop, H-O-P, starring Russell Brand and James Marsden. It was... Russell Brand plays an animated bunny rabbit who is kind of like next in line to be the next Easter bunny. Um, in this film, it shows the Easter bunny is kind of like a mantle that's passed on from father to son to father to son um, throughout the generations. And they have their home base on Easter Island because that's where they are because it has an Easter in the title, so it might as well be there. Uh, this movie wasn't... It wasn't good. It wasn't really good. Um, kind of the uh, the downfall of Russell Brand at the time, mainly because he wasn't really playing the usual characters he normally plays, and it just in general, the plot was poor, and it just made the origins of the Easter Bunny a lot more confusing. Um, they basically the movie was that the new the new Easter Bunny, the one who's gonna take over the job, doesn't want to be the Easter Bunny. He wants to be a rock star instead. So he runs away to California and meets James Mar um, James Marsden. And James Marsden doesn't want to conform to what people want either. So that's kind of their connection to each other, but it doesn't. It's not really clear what what James Marsden wants, or or I should say, it's like the Easter Bunny wants to become a rock star, and and James Marsden wants to kind of help him become a rock star. Yeah. So there's not really a whole lot of um, character development there. Um. What's, what's, what was weird was that he in the end, he still became the Easter Bunny. Like, you, you made this movie because you didn't want to become, you know, you, you didn't want to be, like, labeled as something. You wanted to choose your path, which is good, but it wasn't presented very well because in the end, you still pick the path that someone gave to you. <clears throat> it doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, the second movie is Rise of the Guardians. In this one, um, the Easter Bunny is a prominent figure, but the movie's not about him. Uh, voiced by Hugh Jackman. So to make things more confusing, he had an Australian accent. Australian accent and lived in Easter Island, which, by the way, is not in Australia. Um, but that one was actually a really good movie. Um, I think mainly because we didn't get like a like an origin story. We didn't really need an origin story for the Easter Bunny. But yeah, I mean, it was, I think I think it was better. It's better as an ensemble. Like it's not. If you're gonna make a movie about Easter, you shouldn't make it primarily about Easter. Just kind of have him be a, a figurehead inside the movie, but don't have him be the main thing. So, between the two, Rise of the Guardians was better, but, I mean, <laughs> there's not a whole lot to be better than, right? And it's not even really about Easter, so there you have it.
on Easter Sunday, I ended up going to see Hellboy, the newest Hellboy movie. And honestly, I actually liked it. It was it was pretty good. Um, I read some reviews online, and I uh, watched a few on YouTube as well. And the reviews are not really not really good. Um, I can see why. Like there are a few things that I could nitpick about here and there, and um, a few issues I had with it. But all in all, I did enjoy the movie. Um, I am a fan of the comic books. I am a really big fan of the Guillermo del Toro movies. Um, both are really good in my opinion. Uh, I'm just really surprised that that this movie had such a bad rap. And I do believe that a part of it is because people are still holding out hope for a Guillermo del Toro Hellboy, another Hellboy from him. And the fact of the matter is that we're, we're not going to get it. You know, it's unfortunate. Like I said, I really did enjoy the original Hellboy movies. But, you know, let's face the facts. It's not going to happen. Um, even Guillermo del Toro says the same thing. Like, they're, it's 100%, 100% not going to happen. Um, if I had to say a few things about the, the newest Hellboy movie, I would say that there's a lot of exposition. Um, for those of you who don't know, exposition is basically a way to tell backstory. Um, in a way, flashbacks in movies can be considered exposition. It's a way to give the audience information without simply blurting it out. Yeah, most of the time, it's usually done subtly. Um, in this movie, it happens a lot, though. Like, There's a lot of different things going on. And there's a lot of backstory being told to us. And it's kind of like we're being spoon-fed information. Um, the relationship between Hellboy and his father, Professor, Professor Broom. Um, I didn't believe it. I like Ian McShane. I think Ian McShane is a great actor. Um, there are times where I feel like, he's, like he knows he's a really good actor. <laughs> and... Like when he was in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, I kind of felt like he kind of phoned it in. And this one, I felt like he kind of sort of phoned it in. I felt like their relationship wasn't really father and son, more like uh, Hellboy was just a really disgruntled employee towards this, towards his employer and his employer being Ian McShane. Um, as I said, there was a lot going on in this movie as well. Like seeing the scenes change like every few minutes. There's a whole bunch of flashbacks. Um, just a lot of stuff is just kind of dumped onto us. Honestly, I think what they could have done was they could have actually made uh, two movies from this one because there was so much going on. Um, it didn't feel overloaded, but I feel like there was too much plot points. There was too much plot points for one movie. And I feel like they could have easily made it to, you know, like put this character out, like let us get used to it. Say, Hey, Guillermo del Toro was awesome. The Hellboy that he made was fantastic. Here's a new version. Check it out. And then go from there, possibly into making a second movie. Um, I think what they should have done 
And I, I, I can see why the reason why they wouldn't make it the same as the first movie, because essentially you're just remaking the same movie. I mean, nobody really wants to see the same movie told differently or told by different act, um, directors. But all in all, it was really good. If you don't mind um, gory movies, then that's that's this is a good movie for you. Um, they do swear a lot. Like um, the original Hellboy, I believe, was rated PG thirteen. This one is rated R. Um, they I've been hearing um, hard R a lot when it comes to um, reference for this for this movie, but. I mean, there is a, there is a quite a bit of swearing. There is a lot of gore, so that's where the R comes from. But I mean, it's not something that people can't really handle. Like, if you can't handle watching medical shows, then you're probably not going to be able to handle watch, watching this. But I liked it. I truly enjoyed it. Um, I think it's a good movie. I would definitely like to see uh, more of it. Um, they do have two. Um, after credit scenes so for those of you who haven't yet seen the movie um sit still just kind of hang out and watch through the credits there's one halfway through the credits and there's one at the end of the credits so be wary of that and yeah i would definitely say recommend it i definitely recommend it so definitely go see it i want to take some time and compare the movies i want to compare the guillermo del toro hellboy versus the 2019 Hellboy. Um, I think it's important when you go into movies about remakes. Uh, I think it's important when you go into it, you go into it thinking that this is not going to be the same movie. I think that's important. I think that if you go into it thinking, okay, it's going to be just like Ron Perlman and Guillermo del Toro and all that jazz, it's not. It's not going to be that. In fact... After seeing this movie, it is not the same thing. <laughs> I mean, first off, let's talk. Let's compare the uh, the rating. Um, Hellboy twenty nineteen is rated R um, for its gore and and the swearing and all that jazz, whereas the Ron Perlman Hellboy was rated PG thirteen. There wasn't any. There wasn't much swearing. There was a little bit of violence, but nothing that you couldn't handle. Um, but yeah, so that simple rating is going to change it. I mean, if you compare the X-Men films to Logan, they're not completely different, but they're definitely not the same movie. So I think it's important to go into movies that are remakes with an open mind and definitely extinguish the idea of them being similar so first off let's talk about hellboy himself originally like i said played by ron perlman and this one is played by david harbour from stranger things uh i think david harbour did a good job uh, between the two um david harbour his look is more grittier it's more um creepy looking like i feel like if we were walking towards each other on the street, I would try really hard not to make eye contact with him. <laughs> Whereas with the Ron Perlman Hellboy, even in the movie, he is seen talking to other people. Like he seems approachable. You know, this, like David Harbour does not seem 
like an approachable Hellboy. <laughs> um, for his teammates, there is no Liz Sherman. So Liz is not in this movie. And neither is Abe Sapien. Um, Abe Sapien is mentioned, but that's about it. Um, I won't go into any deeper than that. In this movie, we have Alice and Ben. Um, Alice played by Sasha Lane and Ben played by Daniel Day Kim. Uh, Alice is someone that Hellboy saved as a baby and she grew up to be a psychic. So she helps him out with that. And Ben is, he's a soldier who is kind of put in charge of Hellboy. And they eventually become kind of friends. Not really friends, but not really enemies. They're frenemies. That's the word. <laughs> um, ben is actually what they call a were-jaguar. So instead of a werewolf, a man turning into a wolf, he's actually a man turning into a jaguar. Which is actually pretty cool. It sounds cool and it kind of looks cool too. Um, interesting fun fact. Uh, ben is played by Daniel Day Kim who is from Hawaii. He actually stars in Hawaii Five-O. And in Hawaii, there's a bar called O'Toole's. It's a really nice bar. And in this movie, in Hellboy 2019, there's a scene where they're standing in front of a bar called O'Toole's. Now, I'm pretty certain that you can go really anywhere and happen to find a bar called O'Toole's. But... I feel like that's interesting. He's he's um, from Hawaii, and there's a bar called O'Toole's in Hawaii, and there's an O'Toole's bar in this movie. I think that's interesting to me. <laughs> um, between the two, Professor Brooms, um, Ian, Mc, Ian McShane versus uh, John Hurt. I like John Hurt's one better. I think... I think their relationship is a lot more relatable. Um, I think you can tell that they're father and son or father and adopted son. Um, as I said before with, with, um, with Ian McShane and David Harbour, we don't really get that, that feeling from them. It's to me, it seems like they're more older brother versus younger brother instead of father and son. Um, either that or disgruntled employee and hard to deal with boss, you know? Um, definitely not relatable in in my in my understanding of it. Um, as I said, this new Hellboy is rated R, so there is a lot of gore and stuff like that where with Guillermo del Toro, um, Guillermo del Toro is the kind of director where he doesn't put blood and guts on screen simply to put blood and guts on screen. He does it with a purpose. If you ever, if you've ever watched a del Toro movie, you can, you know that he has like a lot of symbolism in a lot of different things with Hellboy, not so much, but he's not going to waste effects like that for no reason. Um, in the first Hellboy, we didn't see too many creatures. Um, Hellboy as himself is, in fact, a creature. Um, so we didn't really see a whole lot of paranormal stuff. We did see a few in the first one. But in the second movie, 
Um, since the first one had gotten such good reviews, um, they decided to take it up a notch. And so they had the creature department, they had hair, makeup, all kind of stuff going on, and they really did a lot of um, a lot of trolls and tooth fairies and all that jazz. So that was pretty cool. Um, most of it was costume too. Guillermo del Toro, he's not a huge fan of using green screen or special effects, only when when you absolutely need to. Um, in this movie, for the Hellboy 2019. They do also have a lot of costumed creatures, but a lot of the movie is also CGI'd. Um, I in the review in the reviews that I've read, they seem to say a lot about the CGI. In my opinion, it wasn't that bad. Like it's not completely terrible. Like they compared it to Spawn, the movie Spawn, um, but that was terrible. <laughs> Like Spawn looks like something you would see on like a 90s computer screen, but this was definitely not that. <laughs> so I'm not sure where they were comparing it, why they were comparing it to something so outdated, but it was definitely good. Like I said, I mean, I enjoyed the movie personally. If you didn't, then, you know, you didn't. Um, to me, I would definitely say it's DVD worthy for sure. So I hope it comes out in 4K. <laughs> Like I said, uh, summertime is usually the time for movies or for a lot of movies to come out, mainly because people are out of school, they're on break. So usually the movies is kind of a safe bet to to go and check out. Uh, we do have quite a bit of movies coming out this summer in 2019. The uh, first one I see is Longshot. Uh, Longshot is about a journalist played by Seth Rogen who... When he was a kid, he was babysat by um, a young Charlize Theron. And now Charlize Theron is, um, she's going up to be president of the United States. And they meet up and they join forces to work together and they eventually start a relationship together, a romantic relationship. Um, just going off of the trailer, it doesn't seem super interesting to me. Um, like a plot like that, normally I'd be like, okay, sure. You know, I like, I do like romantic comedies, so why not? But it just doesn't seem to interest me. Um, after doing some digging, though, I realized that um, Jonathan Lee Levine, Jonathan Levine, um, directed this movie, and he directed other movies like Fifty Fifty, uh, The Night Before. And those are also good movies, too. And they both also starred Seth Rogen. So, I mean, going by the trailer alone, like I said, seems kind of uninteresting. But just seeing that kind of director and the plot summary, you know, it seems like it'd be a good movie. So maybe maybe I might go ahead and check it out. Um, the next movie is called Ugly Dolls. And Ugly Dolls is about, just like the title says, about little ugly dolls. And they're trying to find um, someone to kind of be their person. You know, they're dolls, so they belong to a person. They're trying to find that person. That seems like a really cute movie, honestly. I mean, they're, like within the first trailer, there's a song. It's a musical as well. Um, 
but in the first trailer, there's a song that Kelly Clarkson sings, and it's actually really catchy. I think I think this might be a pretty good movie. I mean, let's see what happens. Another underdog movie. Uh, Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. <laughs> um, the first live-action Pokemon movie we get, and it is Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot more that we could have done here, but instead they chose the detective storyline. It's based off of a new-ish video game that came out not too long ago. Um, starring Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Um, in the game, I've never played the game, but I've seen it played before where um, you're just Pikachu and you're trying to find out, solve, you're just trying to solve crimes as a detective. Um, I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I might go and see it because when I was a kid, I loved, I loved Pokemon as a kid. And I'd be really interested to see how they play out in a live-action scenario. So, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. The Hustle is also coming out, starring Rebel, Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway as two con men, or con women, or con, con artists, if you will. Um, this one definitely looks pretty funny. I would I would definitely check this one out. Uh, John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Uh, the first two John Wick movies were awesome. So I would imagine that this one is going to be just as good, if not better. Um, Keanu Reeves is definitely one of those actors where I think people kind of underestimated him before he started making these John Wick movies. Um, I think it was kind of... it's It's been hard for, for Keanu Reeves because I know... When he was younger, he was doing Bill and Ted, and kind of I think to this day people still kind of see him as that kind of stoner, surfer guy um, persona. But he's actually a really good actor. I, I, I like I like Keanu Reeves. He's a really good actor. Uh, Aladdin comes out. I've talked a lot about Aladdin. I am definitely curious to see how they do this movie. And that, and they also have um, The Lion King as well coming out this summer. So definitely some interesting stuff here. Uh, Brightborn. Brightborn is a movie, basically, what, what would happen if Superman were born evil? You know, so this kid has, has Superman-like powers, but somehow he becomes... A villain with Superman-like powers, uh, starring Elizabeth Banks, who plays the little boy's mom, and so she kind of—I'm guessing this movie is going to have to be from her, um, her viewpoint, trying to see how a mom can deal with um, an evil Superman baby. Um, we have Godzilla, King of the Monsters, yet another Godzilla movie. Uh, we get one every few years, so that's good. That's good to know that we're getting another one. Uh, I would definitely check it out. I haven't seen a whole lot of Godzilla movies. Um, the ones that I've seen are okay at best. 
So I'm definitely interested to see see this movie. This is going to be action-packed. I can guarantee you that. Um, Rocket Man, the movie about um, Elton John's life, also going to be a musical. That's going to be... I don't know. I, 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 I think it's going to be good, honestly. I, I'm not a huge fan of Elton John. I do like a few of his songs. And I'm always interested to see biopics on celebrities. Uh, Dark Phoenix comes out. Another X-Men movie. We need one again every few years. Um, this will be the first X-Men movie without Hugh Jackman. So I am kind of curious to see if maybe they're going to add someone else as Wolverine right now or if there's going to be any kind of hint at Wolverine. But we'll just have to wait until June for that. Uh, Secret Life of Pets 2, uh, Men in Black International, Shaft, you know, there's a there's a bunch of movies coming out. Toy Story, um, in the realm of horror, we have Child's Play, um, Annabelle Comes Home, quite a, quite a few different movies here. Spider-Man, it's definitely going to be a summer packed with movies, and I am excited for it. It shouldn't come as any surprise, but I believe the big movie of this summer is going to be Avengers Endgame. Uh, I think it's going to be huge, obviously. Um, I mentioned in other episodes that I haven't seen a lot of trailers for this movie. I saw the first teaser trailer, and I haven't seen any other trailers since then. I've seen pictures and like tiny little snippets here and there. But aside from that, I haven't seen anything else. So I have very little information going into this movie. And I'm actually really glad because as I've also mentioned in other episodes, uh, movie trailers tend to uh, spoil um, a bunch of parts in movies. They spoil big, um, big things, sometimes small things. But I, for the first time, I don't want any spoilers. Usually I'm, I don't really care if someone spoils it for me or not, but in this case, I am excited to go and see it. Uh, a friend of mine actually wants to go see it um, opening weekend. Normally, I don't go to movies of this magnitude um, during the opening weekend, mainly because it's going to be incredibly busy. Um, trailers do ruin movies, but at the same time, though, Full movie theaters also ruin movies. You have people, you have like a lot of people who are talking. Some of them are talking. Um, some of them are laughing. And usually when you have like a lot of laughter, uh, you can tend to miss certain plot points or certain conversations between characters. So that's not usually something I like to deal with. But I think I'm going to have to just grin and bear it and end up going mainly because I know as soon as the movie comes out, there are going to be a ton of spoilers and just a whole bunch of different things. Um, as I said, in the last episode, I was not going to watch game of Thrones until it's completely over. And the second episode came out on Sunday and a little part of it, not like a big part, but a little part of it was spoiled for me. So there's that. So that's a, that's a good example of how 
fast information travels in this world today. So I think I am going to watch it this week or at least try and watch it sometime this weekend. So we'll see what happens, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. I greatly appreciate the visit. Um, definitely check out the Facebook and Instagram page about movies. Uh, what movies are you guys interested in seeing this summer? Is it Avengers? Is it Ugly Dolls? Is it The Lion King? Let me know. Go check it out. Let me know. With that, before I leave you guys, here is a quote from the original Hellboy in 2004. What makes a man a man? A friend of mine once wondered, is it his origins? The way he comes to life? I don't think so. It's the choices he makes. Not how he starts things, but how he decides to end them. Have a good one, movie lovers. Until next time. Thank you.